Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hey, hey guys. Hope you are all doing super well, enjoying the summer, taking care of yourselves, and uh, living life in this crazy year of 2020. It's the beginning of August, and so we have a couple really incredible events coming up this month. One is part of our Make Us Richer series, which we had a few events for. It's about enriching our minds and our wallets and being unapologetic for wanting both. So we have an event, so we have an event in that series called The Energetics of Business. And we have a brand new series that I'm personally so enthusiastic about. And so many of you were like, I really would love mentorship, that one-on-one personalized connection with other women who have paved the way for us who are, you know, maybe starting out in our careers or we can all be mentored at any point in our careers. So first up in our new series called Mentorship Circle, Karen Spencer of Whaler, career advice that she wishes she had been given in her early 20s. And she'll share ways that she persevered in an ever-changing industry and how she found the perfect career path for her. A little bit of background because she's so impressive. She worked for Ashton Kutcher for five years and made film, TV, and web content with him. She then worked for AT&T, Vine, Target. She's won shorties, streamies, webbies, but... She was a guest on the podcast not too long ago, and the most striking thing about her was actually how humble and kind and grounded she was, which I personally really appreciated, and I think that if anyone is going to mentor this group and teach them how to be successful as a woman in business, it should really be someone like Karen who stays grounded throughout it all and um, just incredibly kind. So... She works for an incredible company now, Whaler. If you don't know them, you're in the dark. They've done absolutely insane work, and um, she's part of their group. So anyways, definitely check out this event. It's really not to be missed, and we're going to be doing more of these Mentorship Circle events, which is really exciting. To sign up, just go to IamWim.com events. You can see our whole lineup. All right. Now let's jump into this week's episode. At a young age, Tammy Neely remembers her mom telling her that she talked too much. All of that talking has paid dividends today with nearly two decades of experience working in corporate communications. Tammy began her career working in professional sports before transitioning to the corporate world. During her seven years leading the corporate communications team at LifeLock, she executed hundreds of interviews as a corporate spokesperson, launched a partnership with the FBI's Law Enforcement Education Development Association, and helped lead the company to an IPO. 
Following, she pivoted to support education technology organizations before joining Find Your Influence in August 2018. Tammy and I happened to meet at the very last bit of travel that I did right before quarantine. Um, I traveled to LA for a convention and we connected on LinkedIn and uh, met in person and um, we've been very friendly ever since. Um, It's crazy to think that that was the last time anyone got on an airplane, Um, but I'm so glad to bring Tammy on the podcast today. It's been a few months of a great friendship in the making um, and she's super involved in WIM. We just came off of an incredible event and I'm really excited for you to hear her story today. My name is Tammy Neely and I'm with Find Your Influence. Tammy, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. I feel like this is overdue, um, but I am super excited to have you. So how are you today? How um, how how are you handling COVID? And um, most importantly, where are you quarantining? I'm quarantining in Phoenix, in my home in Southeast Phoenix, in the city of Gilbert. Um, I'm doing well, um, all things considered. I'm healthy. My family is healthy. Um, and you know, it's 112 degrees outside. So my neighbors have a pool and it's nice to be able to socially distance in their pool when it's time to cool off. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of working from home, living at work, all of that, where, um, where does work end and life, you know, home life begin and all kinds of runs together. But, um, yeah, super happy to be here. And I was just thinking, I can't believe we just met in person in February. It feels like a hundred years ago because of COVID. And I feel like we've talked like 57 times since then. So I'm happy to be here. 50, 50, this is the 58th. (laughs) And we did, we met in person on like, I don't know about you, but that was definitely my last trip before COVID um, at a convention. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's really nice to have you on the podcast. I, I love having people on who are not in New York or LA because <laughs> we hear those stories and, and those perspectives all the time. Um, so I'm really intrigued that you're in another part of the country, um, having that it's over a hundred degrees there, like, oh my gosh, but thank goodness that you have a pool. That sounds lovely. I'm low-key jealous. <laughs> um, we're also coming off of a really cool co-branded event that we did um, with Find Your Influence, which is the company that you work with, of course. Tell everyone listening who maybe they missed the event or maybe they haven't heard of you guys. Tell us just like we heard about it a little bit in the intro, but in your own words, just tell us a little bit about Find Your Influence and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Yeah, so in July, we just celebrated our seven-year birthday. So it's exciting to know that this organization has been helping influencers and brands for more than seven years. Um, We're just that. We're a technology platform that allows influencers to come in and be discovered and brands and agencies to execute their campaigns within our platform. And we partnered with the Women in Influencer Marketing Group on in July, early July, for a webinar that we called the Changing Landscape of Influencer Marketing in 2020 and Beyond. So it's a mouthful, but it was a lot to cover. And we wanted, we wanted um, individuals who are interested in influencer marketing to understand what we were talking about. But um, I moderated a panel with two influencers, Alicia Tanise, who is a fashion and lifestyle blogger based just outside of Washington, D.C., and Jane Coe from A Taste of Cocoa. She is a food and travel blogger based in Austin, Texas. 
We also had Jocelyn Adasek from Find Your Influence uh, on the panel as well to share kind of the brand and agency perspective on influencer marketing. But it was, when we walked into 2020, we expected one outcome for influencer marketing and then COVID-19 has upended all parts of the world, including influencer marketing. So we asked Alicia and Jane about their experiences in influencer marketing this year. They've both had to pivot as travel bloggers and they've really both been more successful than they could have imagined they would be um, in the beginning of March when everything kind of paused or um, something's canceled, some things had to renegotiate, like kind of rehash their messaging. Um, but they've both been so successful. They're both so positive, um, strong women. They have strong brands behind them. And then we also discussed kind of what was happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and how Alicia as the Black influencer has really seen her opportunities quadruple, if not even greater, uh, since that um, has become a uh, conversation that, that leads all news and that leads every conversation. And so really influencer marketing has kind of been flipped upside down in 2020. And that was a really fun discussion to have to understand how each individual was seeing it and what their expectations were for the rest of this year and even into 2021. And like, what an intro, I mean, it's so funny. We're all just presently living this, you know, COVID-19 existence, but it's interesting what you mentioned briefly there, which is like, we all went into 2020 with certain expectations. And I'll speak personally, I thought 2020 was going to be such a huge, huge year for influencer marketing. I mean, it was like at the pinnacle of it's like heyday, you know, prior to this year, it was just growing and growing and growing. And so I feel like everybody had these huge expectations. So like, obviously, what a shock um, to have this going on. But, you know, to that point, I don't know, I feel so hugely optimistic that um, we're so freaking fortunate to be in an industry that like seems to be COVID resistant, right? Like, you know, absolutely people have lost jobs, been furloughed, et cetera, et cetera. But compared to other industries, we're super fortunate. Um, and it seems like our industry is absolutely going to be able to get through this and perhaps thrive considering how nimble it is and people can work remote and it's all online. So people, so many more people are like hugely active these days, especially on social. So we're really fortunate in that capacity. Um, the event was super cool. I felt like we had such a great turnout. It was super fun to like share our audiences with each other. I felt like Wim's audience was really intrigued with what you were doing and your native audience was like, oh, I've never heard of Wim before. Um, so it was really cool and the conversations were great. We heard really awesome feedback. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more on What's like? What's the influencer vibe in Arizona? Uh, you're not the first person that I've met by any means who who does uh, influencer marketing there. Um, so I guess I would just love to hear um, more about it. And you know, what's the community like in your town? So I think I think we have a really strong blogger community here, and I'm not trying to take away from anybody who's creating on different platforms, but I know that there's a really solid and strong. Uh, blogger community, um, not just in Arizona, but in Phoenix specifically, the hashtag PHX blogger um, gets a ton of traction. Um, a few people in our office who work for us have had blogs for years, and they're very, very networked. 
even before Find Your Influence came on the scene seven years ago, there was a really strong community of bloggers that continues to grow. And um, it's not just bloggers. I don't think it's, it's specific to Phoenix, but what is so interesting to me, having I've only been in this space for two years now, but when you think about historically or maybe stereotypically, a large group of women working together, there's stereotypes of like women can't get along and they're catty and they're fighting because she wants her space on the ladder and she wants her space. This is such an unbelievably collaborative group of women in Phoenix that are supporting one another and in WIM as well. There's other platforms out there like Find Your Influence. We're always communicating within the WIM uh, Facebook group, sharing ideas. There's other talent management groups that are sharing their talent. I just had a call before I got on the phone with you, Jesse, from someone who um, was on our webinar together uh, in July, and she reached out saying, hey, how can our talent management agency work with your talent management agency? So there's the idea of competition is there. We, we understand that we're all competing sometimes for the same dollars, but the spirit of cooperation is remarkable. And I think that's what is going to propel this industry forward further is because the women behind it are so um, set in their convictions that we have to work together to take the entire industry forward. Find Your Influence isn't going to go forward without the others who are part of this industry. And so, um, you know, I'm 43. I've worked in professional sports. I've worked in a bunch of technology startups. And I know that this is my forever job, as long as they'll have me, because the, the art and the science behind the collaboration is something that I've never experienced before. Um, I've worked in professional sports where there's a lot of men making decisions and Find Your Influence is a uh, female-led organization. Our two co-founders, co Jamie and Christine, both women. Um, it's so empowering and uplifting that it, it sounds silly to say this and trite, and I've heard other people say it before, and you're like, yeah, right. But it doesn't feel like work when everybody's in it together, and we're all trying to move that industry forward. And you said one, one word that you said when you were talking about what influencer marketing is looking like in 2020. It's thriving, and I don't think it could be thriving if we were operating in a space of complete competition um, that takes that thriving nature away. Um, when you work together, that's what moves it forward. That's how we're able to survive and thrive in this time of global uncertainty. And boy, do we all need to thrive so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so true. It's just, it's a very um, specific philosophy. There is a, you know, competitiveness type of philosophy and like I can get competitive too. Like the rest of them, let's not pretend that doesn't exist. But, um, but there's this camaraderie and this like support system. Um, that's such the, of the huge part of the foundation of WIM. Um, it's our philosophy, which is that if you share information with each other, if you really support each other, just imagine what's possible. Um, and I, I so firmly believe that. And it's a really special industry and in that it is female dominated. And how often can you say that? I mean, you come from, you know, the, a background in sports. Um, I come from like an old school talent agency. Um, and that, uh, that lack of female leadership was certainly present. Um, and so, yeah, what a, what a huge opportunity this industry has and in that, you know, if we all sort of 
press the I believe button and really join forces, like how much is possible? Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, it's a really great opportunity um, to join together. And that's so cool that people are reaching out even proactively after an event like that um, and saying like, how can we work together? I think that, that what that also screams to me is innovation as well. Um, because there absolutely could be, you know, well, we're competition with each other and maybe things have historically been done one way, but like things have changed and some people embrace it and some people run away from it. But if you can embrace it and say, you know what, like, what if we did something a little bit different? What if we joined forces with this person or thought creatively to see like, how can we give each other business? How can we partner more? Like, how can we share audiences? Like, what can we do together? I think the possibilities are endless and people might be really surprised at the incredible results that come from that. Um, So it was really cool also to meet a couple influencers that you represent. So I love that Find Your Influence is part platform and technology company. Um, Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I like geek out about that stuff. And then I love, of course, that you're also part uh, talent management, which of course we met a couple of the talent that you represent at the event that we did together. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about both sides of the company and like how they intersect. And um, yeah, just love to hear all about it. Yeah. So when we started seven years ago, it was platform only. And about two or three years ago, some of the talent that we worked with regularly through the platform, um, they were just getting more and more opportunities for brands. They said, hey, do you guys do any talent management? And we said, well, we don't today. But then we looked into what could that look like? What did the current team have bandwidth for? And we began managing Jane Co. exclusively. I think she was the first talent that we, that we signed. And then we began to grow out what today is known as FYI talent management. It's about 10 to 15% of our business. Our focus, our our primary focus is on the the technology and the platform side. But on the talent management side, I oversee that now. We have two talent managers. We manage about six or eight influencers exclusively. And then we have a series of influencers who say, can we be on your roster on a non-exclusive side? And so... It is nice to be able to say, hey, we have a roster of 15 to 20 people. Um, we're not just putting anybody on there on the non-exclusive side or the exclusive side. We, we need to understand that we're a technology platform and that's who we are first and that's where we need to put our energy to. We're not trying to scale FYI talent management to be this next huge talent management agency. Um, but the way that we run our business, we have a series of core values at Find Your Influence and They're not just platitudes that some people have on the wall. Like we live our core values. They're part of our conversations. They're part of all internal emails and meetings. Um, We call out our teammates when we see them living our core values. And so when we sign talent, it is a requirement that they have to live our core. They have to meet our core values as well. We're not trying to put a square peg in a round hole. We need the people who are on our team to be people who are committed and have the same values that we do. Um, Again, if we were an agency who was focused more on talent, if we were just a talent management agency and not a platform, I think we wouldn't necessarily have to be that focused on that. But we know that every opportunity that we respond to or we pitch for talent needs to be 
the best opportunity for the talent. And so those core values drive us in our decision-making, both on the talent management side and on the platform side. And that's fantastic. And, you know, I think that it's, it's really great also as a company of your size to say, you know, we've been doing XYZ for, you know, a set period of time and it's been working and it's been great, but it's also so important to respond to what people are, are asking for. So if, for example, someone comes to you guys and they're like, hey, could we be managed by you? Do you do that? Uh, there's a lot of things that you have to look at, of course. Is this, you know, is this worth our time and our energy? Is it going to be lucrative? Is it going to be productive? Um, but sort of testing that is also kind of the fun of having, being involved in a company that's not a Fortune 500 company. Um, those are some of the really, ex- the most exciting things, being able to test and learn. Um, so the couple influencers that were at the event, um, they were absolutely fantastic. So it's also so nice to see that you guys have such great taste and talent. That was really, really nice. And um, it's great to see what your bread and butter still continues to be to this day and that you guys are doing really well. Um, I also love to hear more about the team as, as, as a whole. Um, so obviously uh, we've gotten to know each other over the past few months and um, Jocelyn was also moderating that panel. So it was cool to get to know her a little bit. Um, tell us more about your team and um, you know, sort of how, how that's been, how the team has been, um, either affected positively, negatively, or not at all by, you know, COVID and just the way you guys are working together and, um, and keeping moving forward. Yeah. So we're a, uh, smaller company as far as the employee count goes. Um, we skew heavily female. We, we're not making uh, hiring choices based on gender by any means, but I, I think as you've seen in the Facebook group and the podcast and this whole whim group, uh, there's a lot of women out here. Um, and what I think we've seen is on the leadership side, um, on the leadership team, many of us have been working in a variety of different businesses. Um, so we've been working for 10, 15 plus years. Um, kind of on that, the front lines, the influencer managers, the account managers, um, some of our salespeople, they're younger. And so they're it's interesting to see how um, more flexible they are during COVID. Like before we were working from home hundred percent, our company worked from home every Monday and Friday. So we had a very flexible work schedule in the office to be collaborative Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, home, heads down, cranking out as much as you can. So the younger um, folks in on our team, I think haven't been, um, haven't been impacted as much with this change. They might be on Zoom or Teams all day, just chatting with their teammates while they're all doing other things like they would if they were sitting side by side in their cubes. Um, I think it's been a little bit harder for our leadership team who throughout the course of our career paths, we've always been in an office. And Be honest, are you completely obsessed with your shoes? Have you been known to talk about your shoes to friends, family, and people in line at the grocery store? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's. Because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. Just ask the millions of women who wear Rothy's every single day. 
You may have heard of the point and the flat from Rothy's, but they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Plus, every single Rothy's product is made with sustainable materials like plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So not only are they comfortable, washable, wear everywhere shoes that look great on your feet, they're great for the planet too. Step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? And for a limited time, you can get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com slash comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com slash comfort. We're certainly able to make it work, but it, it's really nice to see the younger team setting that example of how they can still be super effective when working remotely. And let's talk a little bit about that. You know, the senior members of your team having a more difficult time. Um, you know, what's what's helping you guys get through it? Um, I how how are you guys able to help each other? Maybe the different generations that are you know currently in the company, um, and you know, and and I I would just assume that the Monday Friday thing, you know, that's that's just gone on, and that could you know that's an incredible thing to have at a company, and um, sounds like a really nice benefit too. Um, but but how has the senior team sort of uh, adjusted to things? So what we did very quickly because when you're in the office you generally have a pulse of what's going on in all the different functions. Like you can stop by someone's desk and ask how things are going. Um, since COVID began, we began working from home. My last day in the office was March 12th. That was a Thursday. And then everyone began, everyone start, was home on Friday and Monday. And then that following Tuesday, we said no one come into the office until, you know, until we know what's going on. And um, so this is week 20 for us. Um, when this airs, it will definitely be later than that. But um, what we did, once we realized in March that, oh, wow, this is going to go on for a while, we started putting together monthly all-company meetings so that we could, I could understand, I sit on the communications and the talent management side, I can understand what product and uh, the development team were working on and how they were moving things forward. In our small office, I would know what was going on just because I could hear the conversations and I was privy to it. But now we really celebrate every month when we celebrate, we have a, a all company meeting uh, through Zoom and we share an update of what's going on with the business. And because I'm not seeing it every day, I can get on the phone and ask somebody, but hey, I'm heads down working on the projects that I'm working on and I can update them on what our talent is doing. I can update them on the success of the webinar we did with WIM. Um, and so that's been really helpful um, for me personally, and I, I think for our leadership team as well, is to have that, that insight into how the other functions of the business are growing and thriving during this time. Definitely. I can only imagine. Um, and, you know, talk to us a little bit about just um, a little bit more about like the, the split in um, generations at the company? Because I do find that really fascinating. Like I know that, you know, and you touched on it briefly, like your background spans, you know, going back, you know, a couple decades in the industry and in PR, you talked about, you know, that you're in sports. Um, and I know you have this incredible background to pull from. Um, I'd love to hear just more about like your personal transition into this industry, like how you found it to begin with, like, and, and how that's, how you've been able to remain relevant, current, um, and, and just like never lose your spark. Um, I, I hope to continue to, to feel like that, um, in my forties, fifties and beyond. So tell us a little bit about like your career trajectory. 
Yeah. So I'm a storyteller. I'm, I love to talk, you know, Jesse, if we could go on for hours, like if this was an endless podcast, I'd be happy to tell you my whole life story and give you my opinion on anything you wanted to hear about. Um, so my degree is in advertising and public relations. And so I've worked in the WNBA, arena football, NASCAR. Um, I was employee number 30 at LifeLock, which was an identity theft protection company. Um, I helped, I was there for seven years, helped them go through IPO. I got to be on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange when they went public. So I've had some unbelievable milestones in my career that a lot, a lot of people don't get even one of them. And I've been so fortunate to have to be able to stack up a bunch of these unbelievable experiences, um, working with education technology companies. Um, but at the end of the day, every time I've transitioned in my career, it's because this, that spark went out or I didn't have the joy anymore that I once had. And um, so in the summer of 2018, I wasn't feeling that spark anymore in the role that I was in. And so I started reaching out to some friends um, and Jamie Reardon and Christine Vieira, the co-founders of Find Your Influence, they also worked at LifeLock with me back in the early 2010s. And um, well, actually even before that, uh, like 2007 to 2013. And um, they were the digital marketing managers at LifeLock. And we had some um, issues uh, at LifeLock that we had to work through. There were lawsuits by the Federal Trade Commission and 26 state attorneys general. And so I was uh, a spokesperson and dealing with crisis communications on the PR side. And Jamie and Christine were trying to manage the online sentiment digitally. And so they began working with bloggers to bring bloggers in, interview the CEO, talk about the bloggers experience with the product. And so that's kind of when influencer marketing, I was introduced to that. And that was probably 2010 and 2011. And as Jamie and Christine grew that at LifeLock, they began looking for a technology platform to help them scale. And at that time it didn't exist. So they built it. And that's so powerful to me just to like, Oh, it didn't exist. I'm just going to go build it. I don't have that entrepreneurial spirit. I want to tell the story of everybody else who has that spirit. Um, so Jamie and Christine built find your influence and then LifeLock became their first client. And so fast forward now to 2018, I'd been watching their success for five years. I reached out and said, Hey girls, can we go to lunch? I'd love to catch up on what's going on. And I knew the different brands that FYI had worked with. And so I really went to lunch to say, hey, if you know somebody, I'd love for you to pass my name on. And they called me that afternoon and offered me a role with the company. And they said, we're looking, you know, it's time that we have a PR professional in here and we think it should be you. And so that's what brought me into Find Your Influence. And I knew who Jamie and Christine were as women, as strong leaders. Um, I knew that I could trust them. And so it was an absolute natural uh, career move for me. That afternoon, I told my husband, I said, I just had a job opportunity, a job offer. And he said, did you have an interview? And I was like, well, I didn't know it was an interview. I just went to lunch. And um, so I was telling him about the position. And, and I said, oh, do you remember Jamie and Christine from LifeLock? And he said, probably. So I pulled up their Facebook profiles and showed it to uh, him on my phone. And he said, yep, you're taking that job. And I said, why, why do you say that? You know, wh why is that your, your recommendation? And he said, for years and years and years, what you've told me that you've been missing in your career is strong female leadership who are also mothers. And in their profile pictures, both Jamie and Christine had photos of their children with them. 
And so who knew that for, you know, so many years, my husband actually was listening to me when I was talking to him, but it was so important to me. I saw a lot of strong women in leadership throughout my career, but the one thing missing was that they didn't have children or their children were maybe grown. And at that time, my son is almost 16 now. I didn't see strong women in leadership who could balance that role of running a company, running a division, running a department, and being that great mom too. And that was important to me. And so I had made it, you know, at that point when I took the job, my son was uh, almost 14. So I had somehow managed to figure it out on my own. Um, but that was my, that was the reason my husband wanted me to take this job is he said, look, you're going to find here what you've been looking for your entire career. And honestly, it, it's, it really has been a dream come true and why knock on wood, I can't ever imagine doing anything other than this. Well, kudos to your husband for actually listening. Right? <laughs> we got to give him props. Right. And I really want to dig into that a bit more. Um, it's, it's, you know, having a, a stepdaughter who's four and a half right now, um, I can definitely appreciate, you know, and being in COVID where no one's in school right now can certainly appreciate um, how difficult it can be to, um, to, to be a super woman, you know, which entails, um, you know, having our own professional aspirations and dreams and um, having all those aspirations and dreams for your kids. Um, and nobody prepares you <laughs> for either one fully. So to be doing both simultaneously can be that you can't really fully appreciate it until you're in it. <laughs> um, and how inspirational it is to have somebody being able to show you a that it's even possible um but b maybe even help you along that journey or give you the courage to embark on that journey um so many things that just having somebody to to look up to to admire to even just see struggle um i can only imagine how you felt. Um, and I'm so happy that your husband gave you that advice because if you're given the opportunity to, to sort of, um, to be a part of that, um, and how wonderful that sounds like it was, and I can just imagine, you know, how wonderful it could be. Um, so tell us, tell us more about that. Tell us, you know, what you've seen along the way, what you've experienced along the way as wanting to be, you know, somebody who is a wonderful role model for your kids and um, a really great mom and parent. Um, and of course, being able to focus on work and how all consuming that can be. I mean, this is influencer marketing. We know that this is sometimes a 24-7 job, it feels like, and seven days a week and we're on our phones. I mean, I've got my four and a half year old, you know, who she's growing up with this and she'll say all the time, you know, can you, can you hang out with me? Like, can you not be on your phone? Can you not be on your phone? And I'm like, wow, like I would have thought that, she, I mean, look, kids are different, right? Like every kid's different, but I would think that she would want to be on her phone more than I am. We're in a, we happen to be in an industry where of course we're on technology all the time. So I just love to hear from you. Like, what are the real life practical tips that you can give other women, um, either that you've just uh, uh, observed from the women that you work with, or ones that you've taken into your own personal life that have really helped you along the way? So, I would say the one thing that I've learned, and I, I 
wish I would have learned it later in life or someone would have told me earlier in my career and if they told me that I actually would have listened is to stop beating myself up so much. Um, I don't have to be everything to everyone all the time and it feels defeating when you want to be and you can't be and it leads to imposter syndrome. And a couple jobs ago, I was with an education technology company and I just wanted to interview other women at other education technology companies and leadership roles. And so I found a CEO at a company and I got on the phone with her and I said, when did you stop doubting yourself? And she's like, why do you think I have? And I'm like, well, you're, you're CEO. Like that's the highest level. And she's like, I've self-doubt every day. I, I, I don't know if every half the decisions I make, if they're right. And so that was like, oh, wow. There's not a certain seat that you get in a title that you get where you suddenly just like, oh, I believe in myself today. Um, it's a process that takes time. I know that I, I beat myself up more than any boss or anyone else could. Um, I hold myself to higher standards, which does provide stress and anxiety that I have to talk myself through, but don't beat yourself up. Do your best, be your best, and then be committed to selling yourself that you're the best, that you're doing your best. And if you can't do something, don't be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help is the greatest sign of professional maturity to me of saying, look, I want to help you. I can't do it all. I, I, what something has to give, where can I get help so that I can help you? Um, took me a while to get there in my career, but it's very empowering when I, it's not saying no, it's just saying, I want to help you. I don't know how I can help you at this point, because this is everything that I'm faced with today. How, what is, how can you help me deprioritize some of these things so that I can give you the attention you need? And I can also imagine that just surrounding yourself with people who you want to emulate or a community that you all have similar goals, you're able to also help each other through it, right? I mean, if you want to be great at finance, like finances, let's say, or like money management or something, like surround yourself with incredibly smart people who are just like great at that. I pick an example of something that I've never considered myself particularly good at. Um, or, you know, I want to be like a kick-ass mom and like a CEO. So like find those people like seek them out, um, see what they're doing. And, you know, and if you're fortunate enough or have architected, a, you know, a, a way in your own life to be around each other, I'm sure that it's like, hey, like I've got a meeting till six. Can our kids, you know, play after school together, like to support each other, um, which again, just goes back to the pillars of whim, but it's, it's so beyond that. It's just professionally and as women, um, as, we, as we mature and grow and want more and more in our lives, um, there are absolutely things that, you know, sometimes do need to be sacrificed and, and there are certainly things that need to shift and change. Um, but so much more is possible just when you find your community and you find people who are, are, who want the similar things. Yeah. Um, and, and so like what other, you know, what other resources have you found over the years? You found colleagues, which is great. Like, you know, are there any podcasts that you listen to, Facebook groups, mom groups? Like, you know, what other, what other communities are you a part of that, that make your work as a mom and a professional stronger? Um, I would really say I have a really close group of friends in my neighborhood. Um, 
there's a, a group text thread that like never ends. It's always going on. And we all have kids of different ages. And what I think has been great about that is that we're always trying to tell each other, like we're always joking of like, oh, I screwed my kid up this way. I'm, not, I'm out of the running for mother of the year. Um, you know, we all make mistakes, but going back to the don't beat yourself up about it, um, that kind of group of other moms in the neighborhood has been helpful to me. Um, having this close group of uh, trusted friends at work and friends and leaders. So um, like I said, my son, I don't know if I said this, my son plays baseball. He's going to be, he's will start his junior year in high school soon. He's been playing baseball since he was four. Um, I've not missed a game. And it's important to me that whatever role I'm in professionally, I can still get to my son's baseball games. He's not going to be playing baseball forever. He won't play in the major leagues. I understand this is just a period in his life, but I want to be there for him. And I want to show up and know that, um, have him know later on that his mom was able to do, to be everywhere that she wanted to be to support him. And, you know, with cell phones and even my laptop, there's been times that I've been at games on a work day. So maybe he played on a Thursday at three o'clock in the afternoon. I would work until I had to be at the ball field or I had to take him to the ball field and he has to be there an hour beforehand. And because I can use the hotspot on my phone to my laptop, I can sit in the car and get an hour's worth of work done on my laptop before the first pitch. And then I can stay connected through email, um, you know, for the hour and a half of the game. And then I can go home and finish my day there. So um, I'm a type A personality. I like to plan things. So I'm generally not going to plan meetings or calls when he has a baseball game unless, you know, it's something urgent. Um, but technology allows you to get your job done anywhere. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that it's not, you know, when my mom was when I was growing up, my mom was working two jobs and couldn't come to my ball games when I played softball. And I understood that. And I didn't ever hold that against her. And, but I, I want to be present in that way because I, my, my career has allowed me to that flexibility to show up. And, you know, if I have to start working at six or seven 30 in the morning, that's what I'm going to do so that I can, I can put in the, the work on the, on my work side and then uh, show up and put in the work to be a mom that I want to be for my son. And that's really inspiring. And, you know, there are some women in our group that are like, I, I want to have, I want to be a mom someday, or I want to be a great mom now. Um, but I also want these other things. Yeah. There are other women in the group that might say like, you know, I just want to be a career woman and, you know, maybe kids aren't in my future. I, personally speaking, I was that woman. And then, you know, things changed for me <laughs> as I got a little older um, and fell in love with so many different kids in my life. But, um, you know, you, you can architect the life you want to live. And so many different things are possible, but how hugely impactful it is when you see other people who are doing it, who aren't like celebrities or who aren't so, you know, who, who are, are reachable, like they're, they're, they're just like you and I. Um, and so I would love to, um, to end this episode with, I think this is a great place to end it. We asked this question of everybody who comes on and I'm really looking forward to hearing your answer. What do you wish someone had told your younger self that would have given you a professional or a personal advantage today? I wish someone would have told me going to networking events really works whether they're in-person events, that's what they were at that time, in-person events. Um, and, but showing up 
and building relationships with new people. So it didn't have to be people in a PR group. It didn't have to be people even in an influencer marketing group, but go out and build relationships with people. That's what I love doing today. I love building relationships and figuring out how I can help people and how they can help me. But earlier on in my career, that just felt like more work because those type of networking meetings and events were, you know, after five or after 6 p.m. And I just worked all day and I didn't want to go do that. If I had done that, I may have found that female leader who was also a boss mom, a boss babe. Um, I might have been able to find her earlier in my career. Um, I just felt like going to those networking events was one more thing to do. And I really wish I didn't wait so late in my career to find the real value in going to those. Ooh, I love that so much as someone who runs a networking group. <laughs> Certainly value in that. And I think that the, if there's any like through line in our conversation today, it's just, it's about surrounding yourself with, with a community, with like a really solid community, um, which is really exciting. Um, we've got so many things coming up at WIM. You're always so present at them. So I'm, I'm proud of you and I, I'm excited because you really do practice what you preach. Um, which is wonderful. I see you at all of our work fam jams and networking events. And now, of course, they're all virtual and all of our other events. We're taking part in our events. You're so present. So um, we, we have a lot to learn from you and how to be present in so many different areas of your life. It's incredibly inspiring, truly. Um, I have a feeling that so many women who are listening today are going to want to reach out to you and ask a lot of follow-up questions that we didn't necessarily get the time to touch on today. So um, what's the best way for uh, people to get in touch? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Tammy Neely, T-A-M-I-N-E-A-L-Y. And like I said, relationships are important to me. Um, so connect with me on LinkedIn, ask your questions. I have found a friend, a, a, I call her a friend. I didn't know her a year ago. Um, I was published in Thrive Global. Um, I submitted a response to a question they posed and this woman reached out to me. And she said, hey, I live in Phoenix. I was so moved by your piece. Can I take you to coffee? And so we went out for coffee and she and I meet every six weeks virtually now and I'm trying to help her move her business forward. So don't, be, don't ever be afraid to reach out because we all have some commonality, like whether it's she's starting her business and she doesn't have confidence in it and she needs someone like to help pick her up. And I heard her plan. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. How can I help you? And so reaching out takes a minute, but investing in those relationships is where you have to put the time in. I'm willing to put the time in. If you're willing to put the time in, connect with me too. Amazing. And, and it does, it really does take both sides. And um, that's where like the best connections happen. I have a feeling so many people are going to reach out. I'm so excited for them to do so. One of my favorite things is connecting like really incredible people with each other. So I want to hear all about the connections. Um, and uh, thank you so much for coming on today. You're such a great guest and a member of WIM. So I'm just really excited to, to chat with you today on the episode. So thanks again. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. We love comments. So comment on this podcast and we may shout you out on our next episode. Join us next time and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info was all together. 
Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen Social Security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Bada ba ba ba.